Hey everybody, I'm Tim Muma and welcome into localjobnetwork.com radio. You're listening to Moving Up the Ladder, where we speak with experienced professionals to aid in the success of your career or business. Now in this episode, we're looking at the dynamics of making comparisons. Now we all have done it at some point, comparing ourselves to others, whether it be in our life or in our career. Our guest today, Jim McCarthy, is a motivational speaker and leadership consultant, and he's been working in the internet marketing world in Silicon Valley for more than 15 years. Jim, thanks for coming on the show today. Jim, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, we're definitely glad to have you on, and I thought it was a very intriguing topic uh, that you had actually written about and talking about comparing ourselves to other people. And the one thing that stood out right off the top was the term, the comparing mind. Can you describe what that means for the listeners out there? Yeah, sure. The the comparing mind is a term that comes out of out of Buddhism, but we we, we know it all as sort of in in the U.S. in terms of the phrase "keeping up with the Joneses." Ah, yes. Right, <laughs> where we're comparing ourselves to our neighbors or our friends or family members in terms of who's got a nicer house, who's got a better job, who's got a nicer car, who's making more money, who has better education. And this is very very common. There's a lot of reasons for why this happens, which mm-hmm. I can go into. What I assert in the uh, in the blog that I wrote is that the comparing mind is a great way to be really unhappy, <laughs> <laughs> and I can talk a little bit about some ways to sort of address this. And there's uh, you know understandable reasons for why people are trying to keep up with the Joneses, why they do have the comparing mind. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, let's get into it a little bit. I guess as you mentioned, there are some reasons why we do this, why it's sort of just a part of life, and I guess our development. Uh, what would you point to as being the reasons this comparison? tends to happen with us? Well, I think there's a, there's a lot of really normal and natural reasons why this happens. First of all, we live in a society where competition competition is real, mm-hmm. right? People are competing for places at, uh, in college. People are com- uh, competing for jobs. People are competing for promotions. Right. They're trying to get sales. So it's uh, competition is real, and I don't pretend that it's not out there. In addition, advertising is all around us all the time. Hmm. I spend much of my career doing Internet advertising and, uh, and online marketing. But a lot of advertising is really designed to make us feel pretty inadequate. You know, <laughs> you, you're perfectly happy with the BMW you have, but you feel like you need to have a fancier car than that. Mm-hmm. Or you're perfectly happy with the... A, you know, a, a two-bedroom home, and but all of advertising makes us feel like we have to have a, a larger house or, uh, or a better job or more money. And that's another thing. And then the third one I would say is that there are a lot of role models that we look up to, okay. and it's great to learn from them. I've really benefited in my life from emulating people who I want to be like. So that, that can be great. If we get carried away in comparing ourselves to these what appear to be very successful people, then that can just make us leaving frustrated and inadequate. And why, why is that exactly? Because you talked about, you know, it could in a way maybe be beneficial because you're trying to get up to that level or you look up to somebody who is maybe a, you know, a hero or a leader in your mind. But why do you see in your experience, why does it not lead to being happy? Why does it often lead to unhappiness, as you mentioned before? Well, I think, I think the, the problem for many people is striking that balance. Okay. You know, I mean, here in Silicon Valley, there's lots of people who are obsessed with becoming the next Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's been incredibly successful, but, you know, I don't think a person should walk around all day just feeling kind of bad about themselves because they haven't made their first billion or $10 billion yet. Mm-hmm. And that might seem like an absurd example, but believe me, I know a lot of people who are just kind of tense and nervous and aggressive all the time <laughs> <laughs> because, because they feel frustrated that, you know, they haven't, they haven't you know, hit it big 
yet. And these people are, you know, 25 years old. Right. But I've been, you know, I'm from Nebraska, and I know other parts of the country where it's not so excessive. But, but nonetheless, people people are competitive, and they, they feel frustrated if they, uh, they haven't maybe reached the level of monetary or career success that other people have. Uh, there's a couple other points I wanted to make. One is usually when people are comparing, they're often not fair to themselves. Right. I know that when I compare, I don't compare to the people I went to high school with in Nebraska. I don't compare myself to the people I went to college with at the University of Iowa. I'm, I'm not even comparing myself to the people I went to business school with at Stanford. I'm usually comparing myself to you know, the very most successful people who've ever gone to business school at Stanford, mm-hmm. like, you know, Phil Knight for, from Nike or Charles Schwab, the financial services guy. So, but when I, when I do that comparison, it's really not, not fair to myself. And uh, I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't tend to sort of compare to the folks who are, you know, quote unquote, less successful than them. They tend to compare themselves to the folks that are, quote unquote, more successful from them. And that's usually just not even a fair comparison at all. Right. And then, and then I think my third point on that is that if people are going to compare, it's better to compare on things that, that really matter. You know, hmm. is this a good person? Are they happy? Are they a good parent? Are they a good son and brother or whatever? That, but it's hard to judge that because right. it's not obvious, right? You don't, you don't see that by just looking at someone from the outside. You see their car, you see their home, you see their job. You don't see, are they really a good person? And uh, so, I mean, this has plenty of implications for how we think about our careers and uh, if you'd like to discuss that. Well, that was going to be my next question. If we took it into you know, the workplace, you brought up the idea of, of course, competition. If I want to get a promotion, I'm, of course, going to be against somebody else, maybe on the same level here. What, what do you suggest you do in that situation? I mean, in, in theory, they are... I mean, it is a fair comparison because you're maybe in the same position, same department. It's going to happen where you have those comparisons. I mean, is there a, a positive to comparing yourself to that individual? Is there a, I don't know, is there an end game to it that doesn't result in you being unhappy? Well, um, I mean, that's a great question. I think what, what, I, what I've told people for years, both leading teams and, and coaching and mentoring people is do the best you can, decide what you want, and decide how hard you're willing to work and what price you're willing to pay to achieve your goal. You know, there's there's a lot of people who they will work 80 or 100 hours a week to start a successful business mm-hmm. or to get that promotion. And that doesn't mean that their marriage doesn't dissolve. That doesn't mean that they miss their their mother who might be ill in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, there's or their children's soccer games. So from the outside, you can say, hey, this person got promoted and she's now a vice president at this company. They don't see the sacrifices she might have made or he might have made in order to get there. Again, because it's this, it's this outside view we right. have of people. So I'd say anybody in their, in their careers, myself included, they need to you know, ask, what am I really pursuing? Why is this meaningful to me? What am I willing to do in order to be successful at this? And hopefully that brings, that brings meaning. And if, if you're in a situation where you can only really do 50 hours a week and you're competing against someone who's doing 60 hours a week, well, you know, maybe, maybe they are going to get that promotion. But guess what? Maybe you've got 10 hours extra per week that you've got to spend with your family or your friends or taking care of your health or exercising or doing things that are, you know, more important. And right. it's, it's hard for people to recognize the fact that maybe they aren't going to win every competition, but winning doesn't win, winning in terms of getting that promotion does not always necessarily mean it's really better for you in the long term. Does that make sense? 
Oh, it definitely does. And I, I think you make an excellent point of people needing to understand what they really want because you're going to sacrifice most likely one area for another. And I find it intriguing coming from you. You talk, you know, of course, you've consulted in the ways of leadership and, and that type of area. If you're in a position of leadership, say you're a manager or you're, uh, you know, upper management, you, of course, in your mind, I would think you want those people are going to just you know, go hard all the time, want that promotion, work those extra hours. Is there room for that person that says, you know what, I, I love what I do, I love my work here, but I'm just I not looking to put in 60 hours to get that promotion. I like where I'm at. I want to contribute as much as I can with what I'm doing. Is there a way to have that balance instead of always looking for that person who might sacrifice the personal side for the business side? It, it depends on the manager and it depends on the organization, right? I've, I've managed people who working 60 hours a week are doing less than their colleagues. Hmm. Uh, I've managed people working, you know, 45 hours a week and doing more than everybody else. Sure. And and of course, this is all assuming kind of equal levels of productivity. There's, I think, a lot of face time that goes on all over the, the country in terms of people who look like they're putting in long hours, but they're spending a lot of their time hanging out on social media, not even working very productively, which right. is which is a separate issue. But <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> but, but I think I think that. You know, I've I've had people. Uh, the thing is, uh, the people who are super ambitious and working super hard, they they can be amazing for a manager, mm-hmm. especially if they're internally motivated. You know, if they're the kind of person who is driven, is ambitious, is hardworking, is passionate about what they're doing, and they're they're great to have on the team. Now, sometimes those people burn out. You know, they right. get sick, they get burned out, they get frustrated, they quit a job because. Their whole lives are falling apart around them, and that's that's not helpful to be have a person like that on a team either. And sometimes people get burned out, aggressive, frustrated, and they start having conflicts with their teammates precisely because they're working so hard that they have no patience left, and they you know they really need a vacation, and they need to relax, and they need to exercise <laughs> and take better care of their health. Right. <laughs> right. No, and I, and I appreciate you bringing up the fact that yes, I mean, we're always sort of talking in theories here that each individual and each company have their own scenarios that they'll have to work through but hopefully uh, you know some of the some of the tips some of the perspectives you're giving today will help them I was gonna ask though there must be a, a strong positive component to comparing ourselves to others I mean, it seems natural and instinctual what would you point to as being the positive outcomes if we're sort of doing it properly and, and maybe having that right perspective so I think that you know, in business school, you talk a lot about best practices. Right. You know, you look at a company in an industry or any sort of management, and, you know, there's the idea of best practices. These are the these are the, the, the best ways to tackle a problem, solve a business problem, how to do business, how to lead teams. And so, you know, throughout my life, I've had people who I've really um, admired, whether that's Brian Tracy or Wayne Dyer or, you know, or other teachers, even more on the side of spirituality, where you can learn a lot from people who have been successful, however you want to define success. Sure. Right? I mean, a person can be successful in terms of how they take care of their health. They can be successful in terms of doing an, um, you know, a, a, a technology startup. They can be successful in being a great parent. And however you define success, you can learn from those people and, and apply that to your life. But it's very helpful, I find, to remember that everyone's situation is unique. I mean, really unique. <laughs> you know? right. I mean, even people coming from the same family are unique and have different experiences in different careers, even though they had you know, the same mom and dad and grew up in the same household. And, and so I think 
it's important for people to kind of pursue their own dreams, but, but not do what others expect for them to do. And I think that you can, you can learn from people who are successful who just realize that you are where you are right now, and you just need to do the best you can going forward. And if, as long as you do the best you can, that's really all that you could ever ask of yourself. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, in writing my blogs about the comparing mind, a lot of people who, who commented said, you know, the person I really compare myself to is myself. Hmm. You know, how was I yesterday? Sure. How am I today? Am I learning? Am I growing? Am I getting better? And I think that's, that's really the most appropriate and, and positive comparison that a person can make. And that does lead you towards where you want to be going in your own life with your own goals, with the own things that are important for you. Would you have any advice out there for individuals who maybe have that leader in mind, that role model, to avoid that becoming, you know, you mentioned this, avoid that becoming an obsession. Is there a way to tell when maybe you need to pull it back or you need to realize it's not that fair comparison. You need to maybe take a step back from what you're trying to accomplish. Is there any, maybe a warning sign or, or something you could offer up from your experience that you've seen? Well, I'd, I'd sort of ask you to, to ask yourself, am I feeling excited and motivated and encouraged by what I'm seeing? Or am I feeling frustrated, depressed, despondent uh, as a result of, of making this comparison? I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you look at someone, whoever that, you know, maybe it's Sheryl Sandberg, maybe it's Steve Jobs, maybe it's a, a political leader, or it could be anybody, you know, uh, an athlete, if you look at them and you really admire who they are and what they've done, I, I like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey quite a bit, actually. She's, she's pretty amazing if you if you know her story. Mm-hmm. And if you look at them and you say, wow, that is incredible what this person has done and the challenges they've overcome and how they've learned and how they've grown and how they've continued to do what, what is really unique for them, then you can say, okay, you know, my situation is different a little bit from this person. My situation is different a lot from this person, but I can apply some of these things to my life starting right now. And if, if day by day you do that and you feel good from what you're learning and how you're growing and it becomes a positive experience for you, then I think that's wonderful. If you, if you compare yourself to someone and say, oh, God, I could and, – and a lot of people, when they do these comparisons, they, sometimes they, they either are harsh on themselves or they're harsh on the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, say, oh, this person had it so easy. Well, you know, I, I used to live right in the neighborhood where Steve Jobs grew up, and he didn't have it easy. Right, <laughs> right. Know? So I think that trying to keep it positive and making it work for, for you is really a great way to go. Well, Jim, again, we do appreciate you coming on and talking about this subject. Uh, I, I do think it's very interesting and sometimes tough to wrap our head around, but I think you've done a nice job of giving our listeners some tangible items to really look at. As we look to wrap up the conversation, we always like to give our guests the final word. Uh, anywhere you want to take it, anything you want to emphasize about this conversation that you think the listeners would benefit from as we close out this episode. Well, well thank you, Tim. I mean, you, you saw the blog post that I did. For your listeners, the best place to go is to my website, which is jimmccarthy.biz. That's J-I-M-M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y dot B-I-Z, like, like business. And uh, if they go to the blog, there's uh, there's one I did there on comparing mine. There's another one called The Farmer's Luck in Silicon Valley, which uh, which went viral all over the world. Love for people to t- check that out. They subscribe to my newsletter. And uh, love feedback from your listeners in terms of questions they might have, things they'd like to see me blogging on in the future. 
and uh, any any feedback whatsoever, I'd really appreciate. All right. Well, hopefully our listeners do take that opportunity to check out some more of your work and what you're all about. Again, his name is Jim McCarthy. You can go to jimmccarthy.biz to find out more about him. That will do it for us on Moving Up the Ladder here on LJN Radio. Jim, thanks again for giving us something to think about when we're talking about comparing ourselves to others. Thank you very much, Tim. Really appreciate it. Take care. And as always, we want to hear from you, the listeners, if you have any thoughts on this topic or any future topics for us to cover on LJN Radio. Just email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.